Hello, welcome everybody to That Reminds Me Of. You're here with Baron and the Doc, and this week we're talking about the film His House by Remy Weeks. That's right, and this is the show where we talk about films and the films we're reminded of while watching those films. And just a heads up to everybody, it is spoiler heavy at times. So if that bothers you, you might want to see the film first. Otherwise, continue listening. I'm going to jump straight into saying what it's about, and we're not going to go on and on with our our long synopses today. We'll just give a sense of it and let's start talking about it. Those days are behind us. This is the, <laughs> this is a short synopsis day. I can't wait. Let's hear it, Doc. Well, uh, to me, this film was uh, the story of a a couple from South Sudan who are who have fled South Sudan as refugees arrived in England to build a new life. They've arrived with their daughter. No, they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they fled. They fled South Sudan with the, with their daughter, um, but she was killed on the on the journey. Like she died in an accident with their treacherous boat boat journey to England, and um, that they arrive in England. They they get. A, given a house to stay in, it's quite a big house. It's a I'm crappy. Sorry. I'm still laughing about them when they arrived with their daughter because what I can't get out of my head is that if they had arrived with her, we wouldn't even have a story. The film we wouldn't would have be... a film. <laughs> anyway, what I'm an sorry. awful, what an awful attempt at describing the film. <laughs> Here we are. Where thinking, did I get to? Let's make it super short. And now we've just sort of gone on completely a completely windy... stuffed it. Okay, but it's it's comedic. So it is. keep they, going. They, they're, they're, they're given as refugees somewhere to live and it's a big house. They're sort of half lucky to have such a big house, but it's also dilapidated and it's really crappy and it's barely a livable situation. And they, they, they move in and they're haunted by their past throughout this and they've got ghosts coming through the walls and it's just an awful haunted house situation. Um, but as you go on, you realise that there's perhaps a mixture of haunting versus uh, their past, you know, actually coming back in some kind of post-traumatic stress uh, way. Uh, that's a setup rather than a synopsis, but I think maybe we, good. Can, we can start there and continue to talk. That's a good setup, Doc. Um, and I think Jesse the cat's trying to get into it. I know, which reminds I know. me Sorry. of the film. This is a film that blends... Haunted House Horror with uh, a refugee story and talks about a lot of social issues at while going while kind of trying to make you jump out of your skin. That's that's interesting because that's exactly what it is. And I'm going to just come straight out and say I think a, a refugee story may not have, you know, got me in its own right. A another yet another haunted house story may not have got me in its own right, but the combo of the two really got me, and I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, what were your I think first that's impressions? the way horror is going these days too. No, absolutely. I I, I thought exactly the same thing, um, and I think the reason that I thought that was that as a horror film, to me, it didn't quite stand up on its own two legs. Just as a horror film, if it didn't mm. have that refugee situation and also just two really great actors who were 
who are playing parts with quite a strong African accent, which in itself is, you know, something kind of quite new and refreshing mm. in the horror genre. Um, if you didn't have some of these other elements going on, I think the jump scares and the ghosts and, and all of those elements just wouldn't have really held up. I think you'd get, I mean, I, I personally found myself getting a little bored with them about midway through the film and wondering, you know, if there was going to be more. And thankfully there was more, which was, mm. which was great. It's funny you, you said um, about it standing up. I had written here my first question to you was going to be verbatim. As a horror movie, did this stand up? <laughs> there you go. And it's, it's, it's not that it didn't stand up. Like I think they, they did the horror some justice, like some of the sort of creepy looks and ti timings and everything were pretty good. Yeah. But just not superb. Or, no, it wasn't that they weren't superb or, or well done. It's just that the film didn't uh, hinge on it or rely on it, I thought. Exactly. Some of it worked really well. Others, other parts didn't. I think that's that's the issue, right? It was, it was a little bit hit and miss and there was a little too much of it. Like, so if you're going to show ghosts, a house full mm. of ghosts, uh, and you're just going to outright show them pretty early on in the film, then it has to build to something more devastating or more mm. scary, more dramatic, or... Um, something that has more of a physical threat to it. But it almost seemed like from the very beginning, um, they were showing us a lot and mm. and it, they just kept showing us a lot. It does get quite physical towards the end, but I don't know if I felt like that element on its own really kind of had quite the right arc to it. And mm. if, it, if it weren't for the fact that it then takes this kind of magical realism turn and... Uh, ends up sort of with them walking into their own past and reliving it and therefore allowing the audience to kind of like relive or to live through their past. Mm. Like that's sort of what elevates the whole thing. Completely. It, it's like it had horror elements but no horror arc. Right. I think that's right. So, yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it didn't have an arc because it, it well and truly did on a character level and on the emotional and the psychological and the relationship and all these levels there there was plenty of plenty of action to keep you to keep the story moving absolutely and so for, for me a big part of it was i was intrigued by the sort of journey they were going to take as refugees and who the, the characters they were going to come across and like how that how that was working um that wasn't a completely fulfilling story but i think if you combine the horror and the sort of the the realism of that element of it, like the refugee story with the, with the actors and the performances they were pulling off. That's yeah. when it starts to just like the whole thing is quite, is quite clever. Like it, it gels really well on that, on that level. Yeah. I think I'd speak more highly of the, the refugee experience portion of it. Like I, yeah. I, um, I just thought it was how real or not it is. I, I, I don't know. But I thought it was tried to be fairly truthful and um, not and morally complex. And so the all of the characters, if we, if we take the, the British characters for starters, so they're, they're in the detention centre and the, the British characters are kind of boring, sort of a, just annoying, but not awful people. Just, you know, there's a bit of there's a bit of both. There's some prejudice, but also some kindness. Yeah. Uh, and 
for the most part they're wankers, but not always. Uh, and and that that just played fairly fairly real to me, even whether or not it's true to life. It was a complex, cool expression of it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, did you? So, how did you f- take the story? Really, you've got two kind of storylines going here. There's the sort of them having arrived in England and mm. the being given a house to live in that at first, to our eyes, looks really terrible, um, but to them seems like a mansion in scale. Um, and then watching that dream kind of slowly get eroded and torn down as as their past haunts them and all these things happen. Um, versus the story of like them starting off in in, uh, in South Sudan and making their sort of journey to England in the first place. Like, How do you find the way those two stories unraveled? Did you like the, you know, the yes. way that was pieced together? Yes, I did. I, I, I very much did. Um, the, uh, there, there was the, a pretty, the, like the main story is them arriving in England and the, the escape from South Sudan is obviously all in flashback. Mm. And the the England story was was just cool. That was a more standard refugee. The, there's the the tension between the two characters of one trying to acclimatize and um, wearing the polo shirt and the chinos and going to the pub and you know and eating with cutlery and really trying to be a pom. Yeah. And um and the his wife clearly wanting to retain parts of her identity. So I, I really liked how that played out and I think that would be very truthful to the, to what the experience would be um, and the two parts of yourself. Uh, but then it, it's the other, those flashbacks, like they had just such such a narrative purpose in the end that mm. by going back to South Sudan and is this the time to talk about the, you know, the I, I critical think- critical moment in the film? Yeah, I think we have to. Let's just say, big spoiler alert here, because this next section that I think we're about to get into um, is a major turning point. It comes towards the end of the second act. It, it's so revelatory and makes everything that comes before it makes sense. I'm going to backtrack one little bit on that yep. storyline because I guess the the film starts on that storyline as well, doesn't it? It starts in the in the ocean uh set up which which I thought was a beautiful beginning of the film it looked really not so real it wasn't real it wasn't realism but it felt close and intimate mm. you really felt like you were in that ocean and experiencing the loss of the daughter yeah you uh, really do don't you yeah and that is the absolute underpinning of the whole film like they've they're not just escaping from South Sudan they they've they've gone through this all- tragedy of losing their daughter and then as that as in flashback you go back to that you know escape journey you ultimately discover that it's not their bloody daughter after all Mm. that they've stolen someone else's daughter in order to con the bus driver to let them on the bus and what's what we've been hearing the whole way through in this ghost story is a ghost an angry spirit of some sort demanding Mm. the sacrifice of the the husband in this in this Mm -hmm. couple for what he's done, basically. And you don't really understand it until you get to this point right towards the end of the second act where suddenly you realise the thing he's done, his sin, and the reason why they're mm. being haunted at all is because 
there was an, a random girl just sitting there on the side of the road while they're all queuing up to get on a bus just as, as you know, men with guns are driving up to, to gun everyone down and he pretends it's his daughter to get himself and his wife on the bus. And that's the sin. And then, of course, the greater sin is that he he sort of promises her that he'll keep her alive and save her and ends up leaving her to drown when their boat capsizes. What, yeah. what did you think of that twist? I thought it was beautiful. It, it made mm. the whole film for me. You know, I think... I think I was I was enjoying the film and I was going for the ride up until, but but sort of not entirely sold and not, you know, sure yeah. how I was going to think about this film at, at the end until it got to that point where we had the big flashback sequence that was almost like I was saying it's like a almost a magical realism thing where the characters walk into their past and there's this great moment where Bowl and Rial are the two the characters. Kitchen table. If I'm getting it right. It's, no. it's, it's, it's where the wife walks back into that group of women and they're all sitting around having a discussion and a laugh and then she ends up hiding in a piece of furniture and when she comes out, all of the women are dead and oh, they've course. been gunned down. And then from there on, you get the, you get the sequence of them sort of hiding mm. out and going on the run. And I think that whole sequence leading up to the moment where you know, the husband just grabs a random girl and pretends that she's mm. his daughter. Like, that was just gut-wrenching. I, I don't think I've seen a better twist in a film because you can, you can think of tricksy twists where you think, oh, how clever. Yeah, that's really yeah. turned it on its head. That's what, what a great reveal. But this is, this is a, just a twist that completely changes your perspective of the characters. Like, you are com absolutely with the... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bol. Yeah. Um, uh, you're with him every step of the way and just thinking, the poor man, he's trying to get on with his life while knowing that there's all this baggage. Yeah. And now, and you you, you can't, you're still with him. He, he, you, you sort of, at least I was, I just then thought he's done this horrible thing, almost the worst thing you can imagine, and I'm feeling it for him because I like him so much by now. Yeah, and also I can understand what he's done. I can understand it yeah, at the same yeah. time. Like I could see myself 100% doing something similar. <laughs> you know what I mean? In that in that situation, you yeah. know. Uh, it's it's a uh, it, it just nobody wants to imagine it, it nobody can imagine what it would be like to be there really. And so when mm. but when you see them when you see the characters sort of built up uh so carefully to lead mm. to this moment so that when it happens you don't hate them for it is clever it's clever storytelling mm. i'd like to know what your wife thought of it um edith being african herself yeah i actually you, you know you, you being you being half african uh, that's right we we haven't we didn't talk about it a lot honestly afterwards so i yeah. need to i need to ask her myself um, one thing we did talk about is that we both love Wunmi Mosaku. Um, she is just incredible. And mm. she's been in some other things that are, uh, she's just always great. She just shines through. She's got a really memorable face. She's a, she's an incredible talent. And, I, you know, she's, she's great in this as well. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. She's just got one of those really intoxicating um fun to watch faces yeah and uh she she's i think she's nigerian 
heritage, but she's yeah. British, which surprised yeah. me, um, given that we've seen her in Lovecraft Country. Yeah. And she's an American there. Um, yeah. But the other the other bloke, so- Sope, Sope Derisu. Yeah. He was great too. He was I great too. Him. You know what? Uh, you mentioned Lovecraft Country. I was reminded a lot of Lovecraft Country, um, mm. which will be, as a heads up, that's one of my one of my references here. But the that combo of Wunmi and Sope really reminded me of her and Jonathan Majors because he, is Jonathan he, Majors the the main guy? Yeah, he's the main guy in mm. Lovecraft Country, and he's got he's got a similar sort of set of features and a way of expressing <laughs> yeah. himself to this guy so it's it was it was interesting to see the two together after after just watching lovecraft country not that long ago um and there's also i mean getting into the like references a little early but yeah. there's also a bunch of similar ideas of um sort of old magic uh like yeah. there's the whole completely black cast that you have in love lovecraft country almost um and dealing with cultural and social issues alongside paranormal you know horror it's it's and it works both of the this film and that that show just show how well that that works that's a that's that's a great reference I, i i i'd been thinking lovecraft country as well but i thought it was only because of uh, Wunmi and because, like you, um, Sope reminded me just physically yeah. of, of, like, yes, strangely, and I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out what it was, but their their presence and literally their faces looked a yep. bit the same. There are moments when, when Sope looks sort of like he's near the edge of cracking, that yeah. he looks, you know, when he, when, uh, the, when he makes certain certain expressions certain faces you you see jonathan majors doing almost the same thing yeah hasn't hasn't jonathan majors got one of the most amazing faces on television incredible oh, yeah yeah what what did, a talent and when you saw the five bloods did you think to yourself this guy's going to be huge because I, I i i remember saying i liked him in it but i didn't see that he was going to do what he's done you know you're just you're just blowing my mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. We've, we're catching on camera. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> I didn't put it together that he was that guy. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That <gasps> shows was... you the, the depth the and breadth and the versatility. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he was good in that. He was good in that too, from memory. He was. I, I liked him, but I didn't think he was over, like, you know, you know the way mm. actors become really famous and then you go back and you go, you realize 10 years before they were in a film mm. and you just didn't even recognize them they're almost unrecognizable well it's a little bit of that like he's good but you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. say wow he's going to be something huge yeah yeah, yeah. no he's got he's, he's got something he's got a presence um but this bloke was was pretty much just as just as good and and probably more polished i mm. would say probably a better actor i would say mm. yeah i don't want don't want to be <laughs> don't be hard on Jonathan. Don't but- be hard. <laughs> but, but to, to your point of the comparisons, I think an interesting difference between Lovecraft and this was the portrayal of the Whiteys in in it. Um, mm. Because in in Lovecraft, it's for the most part they may as well um, the white population may as well be White Walkers or you know the <laughs> that's true or, or something. They're the- that's true, Doc. They're basically stand up, you know, cut out <laughs> cardboard characters, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, but but in this one, they 
it was just so they were just so obviously just some British um, uh, uh, bureaucrats. Yeah, and I, I just thought that was nice. That's the real. Brits for you, hey? Because they would never do that—the Lovecraft country thing. Like, That's true. All of the characters need to feel real in some way, real and and like people you've met on the streets before. Mm. Mm. And I think I, I think I on balance preferred that. I preferred the the complexity of it. I totally agree. I totally agree. Even though I think there were a bunch of wankers in this, oh. uh, but then again, that's sort of you know look at look at from the outside what this story would look like. You know, yeah. <laughs> the house is getting destroyed with hammers and and uh, and it seems crazy. So maybe it's just reasonable that they seem like wankers. <laughs> you know, well, I I think that's just truthful that they're. For the mm. most part, they were acting like wankers. Mm. But the what's his name, Doctor Who? Yeah, um, yeah. He he was just sort of tired of the whole situation, and <laughs> yeah. he was willing to give him a go. But then, you know, if they stuff up, he thinks, "Oh no, I'm going to have to report you." That's I don't true. Really want to? That uh, felt real. And you know what is nice too is that you hear about people from like refugees from South Sudan, particularly in Australia, it's a, mm. like stories are in the news all the time and we've got politicians here that say awful things about African gangs and so on. Mm. So to actually have a story that is about some people from South Sudan that has a little bit of nuance to it yeah. um, and is still commercial that people can kind of absorb through Netflix without feeling like they're watching a bit of a statement film, you know, is is good i think that's that's really great we need more of those well i think that's the turn our society has taken um and not uh, not enough and not fast enough yeah but i just really got such a kick out of watching this story about you know african refugees coming coming to england and being enthralled by their story rather than the statement of their story and this is a horror story like everyone can get into it yeah and the more of that there is that's gonna that's gonna be what you know fixes all our you know racism problems and everything it's just being to, able to relate to each other's stories absolutely how good is netflix for that alone just the fact that we're now seeing mm. films with people with different accents people actually americans are watching films and reading subtitles like who would have thought that would ever happen mm. but they are <laughs> it's happening people yeah. are reading subtitles again because there's some great german thing that's popped up on netflix that everyone says you need to watch right or or whatever it is it's 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 great yeah I, we can talk about this in in the next film that we're going to do in our next episode actually but something that i really love is is when and this, it's, it's crazy that this even has to be said, but in films where you've got different ethnicities playing different characters, not for, you know, he's not playing the Indian guy. He's just playing a role and he just happens to be that ethnicity. Yes. Um, I think of the Beatles movie that, um, what was it, Yesterday. Oh, Yesterday. That was great. Yes. Uh, just the fact that the main guy was, I think he was Indian. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so too. Subcontinental. Um, yeah. And nothing to do with it. Like, and why should we even notice that other than the fact that it's never really been a thing before? Other than it, that it's unusual just in it, in itself. Yeah. And it shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah. And, and yet, and, and also what's better than doing what Lovecraft Country did where every character is black or what- mm crazy rich asians did where 
that it's an entirely Asian Asian cast. That's great, mm-hmm. but to have films that actually just cast people based on talent and there's no, mm. you know, real swaying one way or the other. And yesterday's a perfect example of that. You know, there's just there's a Indian English dude who's going to be the main character, and it's never really even discussed. It's fine, and mm. of course it is. And he's he, he's he's awesome. So. What did this film remind you of, Baron? Anything other than Lovecraft? First of all, I'll say I did a little looking around and Remy, the director, Remy Weeks, he said he was inspired by The Innocence, The Others and The Shining. And I think those are all just inspirations because they're really good ghost films. Um, I don't really see any of those in this, so <laughs> I would... Not, not, not in a big way, anyway. One of those that you mentioned, The Shining... Yeah, I, that was one of mine. Like, in, not in any amazing, um, amazing way, but just the the fact of going crazy inside a house. Uh, yeah. So that the house is turning on you, and you're not sure if if that is a haunting or if it's if it's just in your head. So that's a pretty clear reference for the for The Shining to me. Absolutely, and just the 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 fact that we've got a man kind of losing his losing it and. Mm. And turning towards almost like domestic violence and tearing the house apart, yeah, which yeah. is which is even more so in in the Stephen King version. That's a real part of the of the story. Well, in both, they're taking tools yeah. and 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 breaking down walls and doors. <laughs> Absolutely, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I really liked. You mentioned the African accents, mm. and yeah, and it's true that you you don't. You, you don't often get African accents in commercial films, but but it's happening gradually more and more, and that and it's almost an anti reference. But one of one of the more recent ones is Black Panther. Mm, good point. Uh, yes, which I really didn't like that movie much at all, but I did like the fact that they they used the African accents. I, I think they could have done so much better. It seems so lollipop. To, to me and yeah. you know to, to get all authentic in the accents to that detail and then just have it become a pretty over-the-top marvel thing was a bit disappointing but in this one they're real accents yes but it's real stories and they were true to the accents and and even beyond the accents just little subtleties like i don't know much of the the history or the cultural significance but um the the way the little um the burn tattoos mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah all that sort uh, of tribal scarring yeah. yeah yeah and i thought they were done in a really clever subtle enough way for you know us anglo audience to to get it not be intimidated by it and yeah uh, but just start to understand it and think okay well that's just a little bit like the um the spot on the on the forehead or, or yeah. our own tattoos or you know there was a, a a clue there for all of us in in those tribal scarrings that they had mm. that i didn't realize i didn't even think about until the reveal but the little girl has just like intense scarring yeah, she all across her forehead um on her cheeks i think she had she had a lot of scars mm. and the scars that she had were clearly from a different tribe to the two that we were we were looking at and there was just this one bit where the wife says i've got both 
I've got both. But you can tell what she's saying is that her ones that are from her tribe are the one, the little ones next to her eyes on her mm. temples. And mm. then she'd, she'd added the other scars, which sort of made you realize that the girl, you know, sh- you should have, if you were putting it all together, the girl was from a different tribe to them. Um, that mm. was interesting. I no, didn't I thought- pick up on that, but that's, that's, a, that's a great point. That adds a lot of extra data to, to it doesn't it <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> I, I i think that's cool to have to have characters that have those sorts of cultural things going on that you're not used to seeing in a in a film mm. is great uh, look mm. i i don't have i don't have much else to add um there's things that have popped into my head as we've been talking that are now completely gone but um <laughs> i don't have any other uh references but um w- w- were there any any others on your list doc I'm almost embarrassed to say it. This is a ridiculous one, but it just popped into my head. The old 70s sitcom, I think it's 70s, Love Thy Neighbour. Um, okay, you have to work- explain this one. I, I, I'm, I'm really curious. <laughs> now, it, it would be, it's probably considered, uh, it would have to be considered these days sort of borderline, you know, unacceptable, I think. But the premise is a white working class socialist has his world turned upside down when an educated black man moves in next door. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember watching it as a kid and, you know, you've got this sort of this bogan um, white dude and this really cool cultured black guy. And it just made me think of it when Bol entered the British pub and Mm. was all of a sudden confronted with this yobbo British tradition tradition of, of all the blokes there together yeah um and feeling a bit you know disengaged from it and it's at sometimes that that was what was explored in love thy neighbor for completely inappropriate comic com- comic value but um i think it showed me how far perhaps the conversations come and you know how yeah. mature we've got well oh, that's I, good. i'm not sure that we have yet but you i know. don't know we're definitely yeah. working on it <laughs> It's a good sign. Well, any last thoughts on on the film, Doc? Any any closing remarks? No, I loved it. I loved yeah. the whole thing. I look, I will also say that critics and audiences alike are pretty into this as well. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. This is still sitting at a hundred percent for the critics. The score, which wow. is which is a crazy score. Like I don't know what that actually means. Um, yeah. But audiences have also placed it around seventy four percent. So. It's it's being enjoyed by regular people and critics at the same time, which is always a good sign. I've got one criticism. One okay. criticism. When he went in and bought the polo and the chinos, because mm-hmm. he, he was on the, yeah, the yeah. drive to assimilate at that point. Yes. He, he doesn't have much money. He went and bought them, comes home, and immediately, <laughs> in the privacy of his own home, Yes. Starts doing all this heavy-duty work, getting them all filthy and bloodstained. I agree. That would never happen. Never. Why on earth, you know, he's, he's got a good body. Take your top off and just do it with with no top on. I know. It, it's like going out and getting your Sunday best and then doing handyman work in it. You know, it didn't make any sense. I, I agree. I felt the same way. When mm. I saw the blood splattered all over it. Made me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> same. Same. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's a good one. I think we're done though, yeah? Yeah, definitely. I think this is one to recommend for people to check out for, for lots of reasons. This is the sort of stuff that, that comes out on Netflix that excites me about what, what that platform can do. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. See you next right. time. See you next time, Doc.